Hello, Hive Nation, and welcome back to the Hive Nation podcast. Each week, we bring you leading experts in personal and professional development to share their journeys and expertise to help you connect, engage, grow, evolve. Now, here's JB to introduce today's guest. Hey, thanks, Greg. This morning, we have a special guest uh, all the way from San Diego, California, and uh, his name is Mr. Tony Wang. Tony is a uh, business growth specialist for spiritual uh, teachers and experts. And uh, Tony is dedicated his life to helping high-performance entrepreneurs with profitable online businesses uh, scale their business by removing mental blocks. And that's a big key to what we do as well or try to do is, is the growth mindset around, you know, removing mental blocks. And, you know, one of my favorite things is from Jim Fortin. And he says, if you can't, you can't, you can't. You keep telling yourself you can't, you can't, right? So uh obviously tony will uh tony will get into that a little bit more but uh just a bit of a background on tony tony's a uh a serial entrepreneur uh a spiritual development uh growth leader uh definitely a growth mindset leader and a uh he's the founder of conscious coaching and uh i'm sure he'll touch on that for a bit uh for us today but uh tony thank you for uh being on the hive nation podcast and welcome yeah, thank you for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. Uh, of course, uh, the pleasure is all ours, trust me. Um, I'm just going to start us off with just a, a quick question for you, just to get us going here about, about um, the balance between uh, enjoying the present life and how you can still, in the back of your mind, maintain that that money growth mindset and you know business uh, growth mindset with wealth building attached to all that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great question. And that's something that, um, you know, it seems like two opposite dualities, because we we tend to think like, oh, I got to hustle, I got to focus on the future, I got to work hard and just like, get to this point. And then it kind of seems like if we live that sort of life, then we can't really enjoy the present, which we see as like relaxing, you know, hobbies, doing those things we want. Um, but the way I see it, it's not really that different. Um, how I kind of see things is enjoyment of the present moment is really the, you know, the number one thing in life. Like no matter what we pursue money, something else, like it's, it's the only thing there is the present moment. So why not just really enjoy it? And from that perspective, it's like, if life is all about enjoying the present moment, then, uh, and, and if I'm fulfilling that goal, then I can do whatever I want. And then money, um, building wealth, it's just a game. You know, I, someone can decide to be an, an artist and do that. Someone else can decide to build a huge business, accumulate wealth. At the end of the day, it's just kind of a game because your primary, um, I guess, uh, fulfillment comes from being present and, um, yeah, just being present. Yeah. So how does that, how does being present uh, and having that, that, you know, that fun, I'll call it, within your life, uh, equal the next step of having wealth building within a say, let's say, let's say you're being present within your personal life, but how does that, you know, make a, a total on the other end for building wealth within a business? Yeah. So, I mean, to build wealth, there are, you know, there's certain components, there's certain rules, like you can't just, you know, not, not work, not build something of value and just be like, oh, I'm enjoying the, the, the moment watching Netflix all day and expect uh, money to come to you. Like, that's not right. how it works, right? Right. So, so how I kind of see it is, 
you, you want to make sure what you're doing as far as um, the path to success and wealth is something that you're enjoying, that it's, it's fun. Um, you're, you know, you're, you're fully immersed in it. It doesn't feel like a grind or like a chore or something you have to do because, you know, you want to prove yourself or you just, you know, can't stand being poor. So, you know, you kind of go in the opposite direction, although, you know, that, that does motivate a lot of people and it does work, but what, what, what usually happens is, they just kind of reach a level of success and they're they're miserable, um, which you know is also kind of missing the point. So I think striking that balance, um, but putting the primary focus on your uh, your inner fulfillment um, is the important step. So Tony, I, I have a, I, this is kind of a related question, but it's we talk about it a lot. I'm, I'm not sure if you can see that book in the background there, The Alter Ego Effect by Todd Herman. So would that have something to do with that as well? So that if you had the opportunity or the, the ability to change your ego, that would be a alter ego from what your mindset is on your personal life versus your business life and have that ability to turn that on and off. Would you say that there was something like that where there would be a, like a, a connection there? Yeah, I think that's, you know, the ultimate superpower for uh, balancing fulfillment and also functioning in the world. Mm. Uh, because at the end of the day, it's like, if we look at it from a very high level spiritual perspective, um, you know, we don't need money or, you know, any, a lot of this stuff to, to really be happy. I mean, you know, we, we need it to survive in this world. We need to have like our, our needs met, but we don't really need a lot of these things to be happy. We can just, uh, be fully present. But um, kind of like I mentioned earlier, we still want to achieve all these goals uh, just because, you know, that's kind of part of life. We we want to have experiences. We want to do things. Uh, if we look at it from that perspective, it's kind of a game. There's there's certain outcomes we want. And in order to, um, the, the, the best way to attain those outcomes is to create um, some sort of ego, some sort of identity that's going to allow you to uh, have that outcome. So if you want to build wealth, you want to be in the identity of an entrepreneur or an investor, whatever it is. And then within that identity, there's certain thoughts you have, there's certain actions you take, there's certain decisions you make, but still understanding that's not the core essence of who you are and you can just shift out of it. So when you're uh, not working, you can be a father, a husband, a friend, you know, having fun um, because your core identity isn't you know, in, in a hardworking entrepreneur, it's just something you can take on to fulfill that goal. A mentor once told me, and, and with that in mind, he once told me that money buys you lunch, wealth buys you freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's not wrong. You know, that's, yeah. that's pretty much it. Like you said, you need money to, for everyday stuff, but uh, that doesn't get you where you need to be in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, most people that, want more money they're they're really after freedom and the feelings that money gives them the sense of security the sense of uh, abundance freedom um, and then the i guess the shortcut for that is just cultivating those qualities regardless of how much money you have in your bank account and you know that's something that might not be easy because we have this uh you know just natural reaction to to our external reality but you know, anyone can change their inner perspective and feel those things regardless of their, their situation. That's definitely just a mindset as well. Yeah. I had yeah. a conversation a couple of days ago with a, with a friend of mine kind of around exactly this, you know, chasing money versus chasing freedom. And for him, he said what really flipped the switch for him was when he stopped focusing on the money and even, you know, the freedom it brings 
to focusing on the impact he's making. Yeah. So is that something that you you found in in your entrepreneurial journey where when you focus on more of the impact, it eventually brings you that wealth opposed to just chasing that next dollar, chasing that next a thousand, next ten thousand. Yeah, because I think it's um yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head because it's kind of how a universal uh rule um principle of how money works is it's money comes from the exchange of value. So if you're, you know, if you're focusing on impact, your focus is on how do I create value for others? And as a natural byproduct, money's going to come. It's like, if you want, um, you know, if you're a farmer and you want crops, you focus on planting seeds, you focus on the, the sowing because you know, that's going to bring in the reaping in a different season. But if all your entire focus is, is just like, oh, I want the plants to be here. I want the plants to be here. I want the harvest to be here, but you're not taking those actions to like create that uh, effect. Nothing's going to happen. And also the idea of chasing money or freedom or anything, it kind of implies that you don't already have that. And that's, you know, kind of a, a mindset of lack um, where even though you know, someone's financial situation isn't exactly where, where they want. They can um, focus on where they are free, where they do have choice and abundance, and that can just kind of grow and expand from there. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like starting with the, the end in mind first. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, it's something we talk about a lot in, in our coaching. Um, you know, we start from the future and we start far out and we work back all the way down, you know, from sometimes from 10 years, all the way down to, you know, what's today look like, you know, what are the five things that you're going to do today that'll get you closer to that, you know, that 10 year goal, that five year goal, that three year goal. And I think a lot of times people get afraid of, you know, looking too far forward um, and, and working backwards from that because they think if they think, you know, too big or too grand, it's just a pipe dream, right? People get so yeah. caught in this wrong mindset where, you know, just take that pipe dream that you're going to call it and turn it into a daily goal. You know, what can I do today? So I have that freedom. So I have that wealth. So I have that better mindset. Yeah, exactly. And um, in my coaching, I, I, I use the same model, but I break it down a little more where, you know, there's, we, we have these desires, we have goals, we have something, we have a reality that we like an ideal reality that we want. And often when we think about that, our immediate reaction, it's an unconscious reaction. It's like, you can't have that. That's going to be too hard. It's not going to work. There's some obstacle there. Uh, we'll just call that a barrier. So um, what I help people with is remove those barriers. So then thinking about that, that big, uh, dream is, you know, there's, there's no emotional charge. There's no, like, lim there's no resistance, um, there. And then the steps are just kind of natural. It's like, if someone, if you, if you think about like, all right, I, I'm hungry. I want to make a sandwich. And then you think about, all right, what do I need to do to make that sandwich? It's just very straightforward, but because, you know, we have, um, these barriers, we think, okay, I want to make uh, a million, I want to build a million dollar business. We think, oh, it's not possible. I've never done it before. And all these, um, like these internal blocks kind of come up. Uh, so the model I like to use is clear those blocks first, and then the path will uh, just kind of 
highlight itself. And that doesn't mean, you know, you're going to know everything. You're, you're still going to fail. You're still going to make mistakes, but that's just how we learn. And that's how we kind of optimize towards a goal that we want in uh, the external world. So Tony, in, in that, with that in mind as well, um, what was your biggest lesson in money mindset as you grew, as you, you know, got over your blocks as per se? Yeah, it, it, it was really just, um, I guess there's two, one that helped me make money and then one that helped me enjoy money. So when I first, uh, at the beginning of my journey, I was uh, pretty broke. Um, I, you know, after I graduated college, I studied chemistry. I just did nothing with my chemistry major. Um, I didn't want a job. I just decided to start a business instead. And uh, I, I struggled for almost two years and I was just working my ass off. Uh, I got sick. I had to go to the hospital because I was so stressed out, but like nothing was working. Um, and there's a lot of mindset blocks there that uh, I had to work through uh, that eventually, um, you know, led to, led to my success and actually do what I wanted to. So some of those things were just uh, guilt around uh, having money, um, feeling like, you know, I, I can have it because if, if someone has that block that they can't, you know, they can't see themselves as the type of person who has a lot of money, then it's, it's just, it's like almost impossible. <laughs> Um, you know, with the perception that money isn't bad, uh, money, money isn't evil, uh, rich people aren't evil, you know, just kind of like the, a lot of the beliefs that kind of, um, get programmed into people from movies or parents or, uh, schools, whatever. So clearing those helped me, uh, just be able to make money. Um, and then once I was making money, then I realized that, it didn't make me happy the way that I would, that I thought it would, that, um, you know, I kind of got addicted to it and felt my identity tied to it and just feeling like I'm, I'm this big success now that, you know, I enjoyed uh, other people, like inspiring others and uh, having them uh, look up to me and be like, wow, like he's doing so well, you know, kind of like wanting that status and, and, and realizing that like, you know, like, what am I even making money for? And then I had to go deeper and think about, all right, what do I want to use this for? Uh, I want to use it for to positively impact my family, to have uh, freedom of choice, and, you know, all those other things and realize that, hey, like, I already have that with my current financial situation. I don't need to keep chasing money just because I have a bunch of friends who are making more than me. Um, so that was kind of a more, you know, recent in the last five years uh, breakthrough for me where I've kind of integrated more, um, you know, just fulfillment and, um, and, and uh, financial success. That's fun because, you know, we know a lot of people with lots of money, let's face it, money's out there, but uh, there's a lot of those people that would talk to you. It makes no difference whether you had five nickels in your pocket or 5 million in your pocket. They, they talk to you exactly the same. And I think yeah. that's part of I think that's part of what you're referring to is, you know, you know, money shouldn't change you as, as per se, it should just, you know, give you that, as you say, your freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just kind of amplifies uh, qualities you already have. Like if you're an asshole without money, you're still going to be an asshole. Still be an asshole 100%. <laughs> yeah. We know, we know them too, Tony. Don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. But then I think, I think the, the perception a lot of people have is they see, you know, like really rich billionaires or, or whatever being assholes. And then they're just like, oh, it's because they have money. Therefore, like they, they, they make the, the connection, they, they make the wrong connection. That's right. 
It's not necessarily because they have money. It's because they were an asshole with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is, is there a line with that where, you know, you as a, a coach in that, in that space where you see, you know, those, those wealthy individuals that maybe are, you know, we'll call a spade a spade an asshole where, you know, you reach out to those guys and, and try to approach it from a different angle, or is there just most of the case, you know, if you're not going to help yourself, I can't help you with, with certain individuals. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. I, that's something I've learned about um, personal transformation coaching is that it's like someone has to be ready. Someone has to kind of recognize uh, they want to change and recognize that they're not living the way they want. They're not, you know, being the person they want and they need to make that effort. Um, It's very difficult to, you know, uh, especially as a coach to just like, um, this is, this is what you're doing wrong. If they, if they like didn't want that in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I think that just goes for all people. It's like, if you give unsolicited, unsolicited advice, people really don't care. So Tony, what would you say to anybody listening to this right now that would say like, they, they, they grind every day and, you know, they just, it's not really seeming seemingly getting ahead of anywhere, you know, but yet they still grind every day and they're getting to that point where like, you know what? fuck it. I'm out. I, I can't do this anymore. I, I just, I'm going to go get a job instead. What do you tell, what do you say to those people like that? Yeah. So I think, um, I think it's really important to just take a step back and just kind of consider your motivations. Like, why are you grinding every day? Um, what, what are those motivations? I think at a certain level of personal development, um, it's, it's not a bad thing. You know, if someone is being completely apathetic, lazy, depressed, not doing anything that, that grind, it's, it's totally, it's, it's fine because it's getting them out of that state of inaction and getting them to take action. So it's, it's raising their energy. It's raising their levels of consciousness, but it's, it's not the, the, the highest level that, you know, that people can uh, live from. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and, but, but the, but, but someone will know you, you just ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? Is it for, is it because, um, you know, I, I want to uh, provide for my family uh, because right now, like I'm in a really sh- shitty situation or is it because I want to, you know, want my friends to think I'm cool, whatever it is. And then just kind of question those motivations. Like, is it coming from uh, the ego or is it coming from a deeper place? And, you know, anything that comes from the ego, um, it's just temporary, like might get you there, but it won't find, you won't find complete fulfillment there. Although, you know, sometimes it is, uh, it is just, it's still the the next step for, for someone. So I don't want to completely say like never grind. Um, but I I think conscious grinding, which is a a term I like to use is the way to kind of see it where you're like, all right, I'm working my ass off, but, um, you know, it's, it's fine. And I I can be present through all of this. Love it. That's, I I love the way you put that. Cause I don't think that's that's definitely something that people don't focus on enough because they hear the word grind and they always, it's the negative connotation. So yeah, it's grinding. I think that's, that's amazing. I like that too. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and I kind of had the same, same thought. I just always thought like, you know, grinding is, is bad. Sacrifice is bad. Um, but you know, I think the, a, a life of pure balance is just an ideal. It, it doesn't really exist. Um, but knowing and choosing when you want to be imbalanced is, is uh, what I think is um, 
you know, the way to go. Cause then you're at least accepting it and you can do it without resistance. An executive coach told me a while ago, a long time ago, that it's not work-life balance. It's work like work-life integration. And I, yeah. really, I really like that, that saying instead of balance. Yeah. I like that a lot too. Yeah. Uh, Tony. So the one thing I, I seen when uh, we got connected with you talking about the grind and, you know, building this mindset, uh, could you maybe touch on, you know, how you got to work with, you know, some of these big companies like Uber, Lyft and HBO, you know, to any business owner, you know, that's, you know, I think to some extent, that's the goal, right? To work with these big brands and, and to make your mark on it, you know, so how did you go about, you know, doing that? Yeah, so I, the, the type of marketing I did was performance marketing, uh, meaning it wasn't like, you know, I, I charge someone a monthly retainer fee and then, you know, just do my best. It was like, you pay me uh, X amount of money or X amount of commission for every single lead sale or in app install um, I get you. So with, the, with those companies you mentioned, they, they wanted um, app installs at the time because they were focused on growth. So it's really like, you know, there's no way they can lose. Um, because if I don't perform, then they don't pay. So it, it forced me to get really good at marketing and how to convert people, cold traffic into um, leads and sales. Uh, and then with that, it was like, I didn't really have to look for business because uh, like everyone, every advertiser wants to work with someone who, you know, they, they, they like this deal because if it doesn't work, then they don't have to pay. They only pay a percentage of um, the 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 new leads, the sales they get. Um, so yeah, so it wasn't really me like actively pursuing those types of clients. Um, I, I just had like a solid um, uh, group of networks that were kind of the uh, intermediates and then they would find the the advertisers, uh, the companies that wanted to work together. There's the network again. Yeah. We uh, we preach a lot about net networking, Tony, and about, about how you use your network for the for the good of of yourself and how you can, you know, um, utilize your your network to really to promote you, to move you along, to find you new customers or clients, you know, just like you did. And so, you know, I'm happy to hear that you you say that same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's um, I think most people that have been in business for a while will we'll just say like. You know, they have had so many experiences where like the best opportunities didn't come from, you know, advertising or marketing. It was just like a referral from a, a friend or something. So yeah. I found that to be the case. A lot of partners, a lot of um, uh, my biggest, you know, wins were just from introductions. Yeah. Love it. Same, same here. That's uh, that's really good. Mm -hmm. well, it's, it's part of the reason why we started the whole Hive Nation and, and, it is. and the High Professional Network, right? So yeah, it is. It's all the high, the high professional networks all around networking and mentoring and, and, you know, finding that, uh, that crowd that you, you know, can never burn a bridge with and always be in touch with. Right. That's, that's part of the networking thing that we. Yeah. 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 That's, I think one of the most underutilized, uh, like business assets, if you will, just having that network. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Mm -hmm. And the kind of just to wrap, wrap the network talk up, um, you know, very recently we had a connection with a network, uh, a new person in our network that was connecting us to a bunch of referrals. And, you know, it gave us the realization where, you know, everybody talks about, oh, power of networks. Networks are great. You got to have a network. But 
nobody talks about utilizing networks, right? Where it's like, okay, so you have a network. That's great. Good for you. Do you want to pat on the back? Right. But it's like, what have you done for or with your network? You know, have you connected Tony to somebody in your network because of the coaching he does, or have you connected, uh, a job opportunity for your friend lately, you know, and it comes right back to the money mindset where, you know, you can have this powerful network and, and hoard it to yourself. But if you're not doing it, one, you're not helping yourself. You're not helping the people around you, your circle. Right. And you're not helping others grow up and, and right. their, their freedom and their wealth. So, you know, it's, that's something that we, we love to talk about and love to preach on with the network. Yeah, totally. I think energetically, it's like, if you want something, you just give it first. It's, it's just kind of like, um, you know, just kind of another law I see of the, of the universe. I would like to like even challenge people that w- who would be listening to this would say, I would say, open up your phone, open up your contacts, just pick 10 random and, and reach out to them and ask them if you can help them out. What's this going to hurt? They, if they say, no, I'm doing fine or whatever. Well, I guess you're doing fine then. But, you know, there might be somebody that says, you know, thanks for reaching out. Maybe you can help me. Mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong yeah with yeah it really cultivates that mindset of helping others adding value to to others uh not so much like you know what's in it for me what can i get out of this no it's never it's not yeah. necessarily always what's in it for me it's what's yeah. in it for you like what how can i help you yeah yeah and and that kind of by itself you know just subconsciously cultivates this mindset of abundance because it's like you know i have so much to give and it you know you're you're already in that uh, abundance mindset Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I'll, I'll always remember this. Um, sh- this is a bit of a shout out to my dad on this. When I was younger, we we helped out the neighbor do this terrible yard work. And like after I was just so tired, I'm like, Dad, why are we doing this? And I'm complaining. And he goes, you volunteered to help and be a good person. Never. And, it, and this is the words that stuck with me. He said, never commit to doing more than you're willing not to complain about. So if you're willing to, if you're willing to say that you're going to help, be prepared to help to that full extent, yep. right? And yep. and eventually it might not seem like it. It might suck because you're moving cinder blocks or <laughs> or whatever it is. It might be awful in the moment, but down the road, you know the the world, the universe has a way of of giving that back to you. So if you're you're a flat out good person and and help, it'll come back. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. And I think there's, there's also a, you know, there's like kind of two types of ways to go about it. One is transactional and that's totally fine for business. You know, it's a lot of it is just like, I'm going to offer you this value. You give me this amount mm-hmm. of money. And the other is just like pure giving like zero expectations. So it's, you know, it's also good to make that distinction. Like what kind of, uh, what kind of uh, relationship is this? Am I going to like just give them something and then not expect anything back? Or do I, you know, I, I want something back in return, but getting clear on that. So you don't get like, resentful or, or, or whatever, uh, from giving. Yeah. Tony, this was great. Uh, we probably don't need to keep you any longer. I'm, I'm pretty sure you have, you have, uh, a lot better things than to talk to two schmucks from Saskatoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, th- thanks for being on uh, the Hive Nation podcast uh, today, Tony, really appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. It was a fun, fun conversation. And before you go talking about networks, you know, where can the Hive Nation find you? You know, where can people connect with you to uh, to either start coaching with you or just to connect with you? Yeah. Uh, so my website, TonyWang.com. I snagged it from like the 7,000 other Tony Wangs out there. So <laughs> about that. Um, yeah. So I have a private newsletter. 
so uh, they can just apply and just say part of their um, part of Hive Nation uh, to get expedited. And I just send out emails with um, uh, tips on marketing, business growth, mindset, all that stuff. Uh, I'm not taking any clients right now, uh, but you know, just a good way to uh, keep in touch. Excellent. Uh, I, I have to do that too. I'm not uh, connected to you on there yet either, Tony, but I will definitely do that now. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah. The, our last ask, or no, we can do it after. Yeah. Uh, Tony, thanks. Thanks again for being on the Hive Nation podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. You bet. Hive Nation, we're out. <laughs>